Hi, y'all. This is Rita, the backpacking introvert. And for today's episode, I was going to talk a little bit about being a single mom. And I'm not talking about like the trials and tribulations of being a single mom, but rather just being single and a mom. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, in these past couple of years, I feel like I've gone through like a big evolution internally. And um, I was really starting to reflect on that last night. I went to go sit um, outside on my patio because I took the dog out. And, well, the patio is my favorite spot anyway around the house. And I've always had many moments of contemplation or reflection there. And I've even written my best poetry out there. And I was just reflecting as the breeze was, you know, caressing my face and the moon was just being the perfect spotlight into my backyard. I was contemplating how different I am. And I was contemplating how just a couple of years ago, I was still in that having this gnawing feeling of, you know, the desire of, man, where's my partner? Where's my mate? Where's my companion? My my person? My best friend? You know, supposedly, you know, when you um, find that person, they're, they're your best friend. They're this and they're that and whatnot. And, and I just didn't have it. So sometimes I would sit there and I'd just turn to the other chair and I'd wonder, where is he? And, you know, just be an empty chair there. (laughs) Anyway, so I was noticing last night that the feeling was totally different. I just feel such inner peace inside of me. And um, I know that, you know, in the prior years, I would always have that, you know, feeling of, I want to say, I don't want to say desperation, but in a sense, yes. I wasn't like desperate to like the point where I wanted to just be with whoever, you know, Joe Bob came along, you know, <laughs> you know no, no, no. Um, but, you know, I was praying a lot and just asking God, you know, where is this man that's, you know, supposedly ordained for me. You know, all these other people around me have have got that. And a lot of times being a, you know, a single mom, being a mom and single, um, that gnawing sensation comes to you because there's moments where it does get lonely. You start to feel like, man, I wish I had someone that I could run to and and have that support and lean on to in those really difficult moments. And, you know, being mom is hard no matter, you know, what situation you're in. But um, I feel like, you know, when you don't have that person to lean on, you, you feel sometimes the absence a lot more, you know. And, you know, I've dated here and there um, throughout my single motherhood. And I've been now a single mom for going on now 10 years. Um, so the last serious relationship that I had was with the father of my children. And, um, I want to say about two years ago, I did meet somebody, almost three. Uh, I did meet somebody and that was like the first relationship that I had because we committed to being a couple. And for those of you who 
know me in person hearing this, you're going to be like, what? Because <laughs> I am not very, um, very private about my dating life, about who I am in a relationship with. I don't believe in putting all that out there. I believe in, you know, your private life should be your private life. So here's the irony here. I'm over here talking about it. (laughs) Anyway, so um, that relationship that I was in, I feel like was the most healthiest relationship that I had ever been in. And it was very short lived, mind you. I won't go into the details of it because that part I am going to keep private. But um, it it wasn't perfect. It was not a perfect relationship by any means. But I feel like I had grown so much in my time being single that um, it was just, I was a healthier me, I, I guess you could say. But, um, you know, it didn't last. It didn't work out. And... I can look back at that relationship and be like, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful moment of my life. And that took a lot of maturity. I know in my past relationships, you know, I'd be like, you always want to villainize the person who dumps you, right? (laughs) And uh, in this case, you know, in the beginning, I will admit I kind of did. But then after a while, you know, it was also kind of hard to villainize this person because they brought so much light into my life and it led me on to this career path of being a therapist um I wouldn't say what led me I'd rather let me let me rephrase that or take that back it didn't really lead me but it catapulted me because I already had the seed in me from years prior to that maybe this was what I wanted to do with my life but I wasn't sure and I was still trying to figure it out and I think it kind of catapulted me into it because um, I went on a journey of self-discovery that year that that relationship ended and I went hiking into the woods and I got lost and and um, went through a lot of healing the hiking story is a whole nother story that I would love to tell on another podcast but um, during that time I was really heartbroken and I was like you know where is this person I and I thought that person might be that one for me It was that good. So I look back on that relationship and um, I realized, you know, he wasn't the one for me, even though at the time, you know, I thought, you know, this might be the one for me. Uh, I knew like, a few months after, you know, sorting through my emotions, sorting through my heartbreak, that he wasn't the one for me. But he did help me see a lot of things about what I wanted in my future partner and some great things that we experienced together that I would like to experience with whoever I do end up in a relationship with. And I also realized that I still had a lot of healing to go through. So in this time of being single, I purposely have decided to be single mainly because I needed, for one, I needed the healing. Um, For two, I thought perhaps I needed to focus on things that were needing my priority more than me dating. Um, I ended up being my grad school for one. 
And then, of course, you know, teaching, I, you know, work life, it does consume me. And being a mom, that also consumes me. And so I had to redirect my energies and my um, time into all of those things. So, and I've tried to date a couple of times throughout this time that I've been in my graduate program. I'm already entering my last year. So it's been almost three years. I'm entering my third year and my third third and final year. And uh, I've dated maybe just a couple of times since that last relationship, you know, briefly just a couple of dates and that's it. And in those times that I've dated, I've realized I don't have time to date. Um, I remember one guy I tried to date, he always wanted my attention and I was like, I'm sorry, I got a paper to write. I got this to do, I got that to do. It's really hard to manage a relationship while going to grad school. So for any of you who have done that or have been to grad school or just been to school period and managing a relationship, my hat's off to you. I just couldn't do it. Um, And I wouldn't want to do it (laughs) at this point. Um, And my focus and my drive is completely in a different space than it was, you know, two years ago uh, or before I even started this program. Um, And I am very happy with my life. I'm content with it. Um, It doesn't mean that I don't have moments where, yes, I wish there was someone I could share my life with or that I could just, you know, vent to or, again, lean on to every once in a while. But I'm also not thirsty, (laughs) for lack of a better word. I'm not thirsty. I'm not wanting to rush into a relationship uh, I think in like in the last with the last person I, I dated, we, I just went on a couple of dates with this person. Um, I was going like super slow. And, and funny story was uh, I wasn't even interested in him at first. And apparently he was interested in me. And then when I became interested, he became disinterested. I don't know why that happens, but it was OK, because I always go into um, a dating you know, friendship, I want, I want to say friendship because, you know, friendship, relationship, whatever, because it's not serious until you decide you're going to be a committed, in a committed relationship. So I always tell them, hey, you know, I have no expectations. And I learned that from my last relationship. I had so many expectations of what things should be and all this and all that. But I found that, you know, through my dating experiences that when I had those expectations, they were like false expectations. And And they would set me up for failure. And you quickly want to demand all these things from this person, um, you know, to fulfill parts of you that you need to fulfill on your own. At least in my experience, anyway. Um, That's um, a lot of the inner child. And I've been doing a lot of inner child healing this year. And, And so that is something that I'm very aware of. And here's another kicker too. Like when I went on a date with, I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> I shouldn't even be admitting it. But it, I will say being a person who is going into the mental health field, you really view people very differently. 
I think you become more compassionate in many ways, but in other ways, you also, I feel like your standards kind of just kick it up 10 notches (laughs) because you start thinking, yes, you're aware everybody comes with some package. I come with my own package. I'm not perfect. Just because I'm a therapist doesn't mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to be a therapist. Just because I'm going to be a therapist doesn't mean I am a perfectly wrapped package with the beautiful bow on top. Far from it. So imperfect because I'm human and I'm flawed. And I have my own issues and whatnot to deal with. Um, I will like to say proudly that I've worked through a lot of them. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to continuously do work. Uh, But you also examine, you know, how much am I willing to take on on top of what I already have? And so it just kind of puts you with them under a microscope or a magnifying glass, if you will, because I analyze, okay, what about me and my flaws would be incompatible with this person? Would this person be able to adjust with this and this and this? Those are the kinds of things, at least, that run through my head. Um, But I'm also aware that uh, people have different layers and sometimes when you look so microscopically, you forget to just remember the humanity of the person. So I remember that was an eye-opening experience with the last person I dated. I was just like, oh, you know, I need to remember, you know, it's, it gets difficult, but your standards, I feel like do raise. I, I think as the older I get, for one, the more single I am, <laughs> and then uh, because of the profession that I'm going into, I do tend to see people very differently. And I also tend to check myself a lot more. Um, and I'm also constantly trying to, um, if I'm dating somebody or even with friendships or whatnot, I want to check and see if I'm being understood, if I'm understanding the other person. And, and I'm also learning you know, a lot about myself, even with dealing with other people. Like if something I'm feeling is being triggered by something somebody else is doing, realizing maybe this is something I need to work on within myself. Uh, But also realizing that I don't have to take anybody's crap. (laughs) So that's important too. But anyway, so back to what I started talking about. All of this is to say, I feel like being single now for me is so much different than what it was for me two years ago or three years ago almost. Um, And I enjoy it. And I think when you're single for so long, you start to enjoy your singlehood to the point where if I find somebody or if somebody finds me or happens to come along the way, I want it to happen organically for one. And then for two, um, I am not in that state of like, oh, where is that person for me? Oh, he's not here. Oh my gosh, please Lord, bring him closer. Oh, come on, come on. How many novenas do I have to pray for you to bring him here to me? (laughs) Uh, And I think, you know, that's how I was. I was like, oh my gosh. And, and instead, it, it really shifted for me to where I'm like, you know, if I'm meant to be single, so be it. Like, I'm good with me. 
And I want someone who's going to come into my life, if that's what's meant for me, to bring more into my life and not suck away. And I know many times I've entered into relationships or even dating experiences where people have sucked the life out of me (laughs) and I've had to end up healing from all of that. And so, yeah, single life and being a mom is hard sometimes. And there are moments where you wish somebody was there but then there's a lot of what I feel currently is a lot of moments of being content and happy with the way my life is going um really in actuality I don't feel like constantly or that gnawing or the, or nor do I'm all always praying for a husband or a partner, whatnot. I, I'm. It's actually quite different. I'm more pray like, okay, Lord. I mean, work on me, work on me. And I think that's another thing. When I first started praying for a husband, it was all about what I wanted in a husband and all this. Instead, I shifted my prayers to how can I be a better person for whoever is going to come into my life. And that's been a constant prayer for for many years. Even when I was like with that gnawing feeling of. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Oh my gosh. When is he coming? <laughs> and um, and now I'm just content. Like I just don't have that. I'm like, if it comes, it comes. And I think that's the best way to approach uh, singlehood. Uh, I think because that's when you're not looking for it. You're not expecting it. You're not on this timeline of when is it going to happen or why doesn't it happen and whatnot, you end up, well, in my case, I should say I ended up throwing away all those timelines of, you know, I'm supposed to be married by such and such time. I think once I had kids, it became a single mom. It kind (laughs) of naturally threw itself out the door anyway, because, you know, being a single mom and trying to find someone who will accept you you know, with your kids and whatnot is, is also very difficult. Um, ironically enough, even with single dads, I've had the experience where there's single dads who, um, are prejudiced themselves (laughs) against single moms. I won't say all of them, but there are some out there. There are some out there that are just like, they don't want to take on, you know, being, you having, you know, maybe, some certain situations that may be difficult or they don't want to take on um, if you have more than so many kids. And and I get that. That's their prerogative. I mean, who who am I to judge? Um, nobody. And so, yeah, it's, it's just really been a mind shift for me in these past two years. And I, you know, when, once I finish my graduate program, I still have things that I need to do because I do want to eventually have my own practice and be my own boss. So, and that's for another episode. (laughs) And anyway, so, um, that's my tale of being single and a mom. (laughs) Anyway, well, 
I'm glad you guys stuck around and listened to me ramble on and on so long. And I hope you'll continue listening to me. That's it for today. Thank you for sticking around. This is Rita, the backpacking introvert. Until next time.